Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sarcasm Speaks, Jared and Bob here. Uh, out of the gate, I want to make a quick note. Um, fantasy football is dumb. It's stupid. I hate it. Uh, but I still play it every year. It's... All right, let me let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, Nick Chubb. Yep. Okay. Um, there's another running back that went down. Uh, Saquon? Yep. <clears throat> quarterback. I don't think any major quarterback injuries have happened. And you probably didn't have Anthony Richardson, maybe a bench player. Did you have Anthony Richardson on your bench? I did not. Okay. No. Uh, so let me guess your star is Joe Barrow? Uh, no. Okay. No. no. <laughs> um, hey, you know who receivers? it was? You know who it was? Who? Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers did get hurt. Fuck. So granted, I am like cherry picking a bit here because I'm in three different fantasy leagues. Oh, but, okay. So if I the Yahoo League that I'm in, I haven't been hit with the injury bug yet. So like excluding the Yahoo League, um, I have the like our family league, but it's like all it's our family, right? It's through ESPN. So my ESPN league, I had Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb. Those are my first two draft picks in the draft. Saquon, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb may not play football again. Um and Saquon just fucking busted his ankle. So my first two draft picks, my top two running backs, gone, done. One of them's gone for the year. One of them is gone for, I'm seeing at least three weeks. Um, my quarterback in that league is Trevor Lawrence, who put up nine points this weekend. Yeah, um, weird, weird game. That was a weird game. Yeah, and my my wide receiver in that league. Deontay Johnson? Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Did he get who hurt? separated his shoulder or AC joint sprain. He might not play because they have a Thursday night game. Thursday this week. game. Yep. So he's probably not going to play Thursday. Sick. Um, so then if you go into the sleeper league um, that I joined with Nick through the, uh, the stop and shop crew, I uh, had Deontay Johnson. Yep. <laughs> Saquon Barkley. Yep. Um, that was Aaron Rodgers. That was yep. my quarterback there. Aaron Rodgers. Um Let's see who else. Uh, Have any tight ends been? Uh, no, I don't think. Well, I had Darren <laughs> Waller, and Darren Waller didn't, or I, I didn't play him last week because he didn't. He was questionable, and he ended up playing. So I played him this week, and he was fine. But um, oh, Justin Fields is my quarterback in the Stop and Shop oh, League. Ew. Yeah, ew is right. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown. He is he hurt? He had two injuries. He rolled his ankle and then he got turf toe. So that's pretty sick. Um, so yeah, yeah, Deontay Johnson, uh, Amon Ra, St. Brown, Justin Fields in the Stop and Shop League. Not to brag, but I'm four years clean. Yeah, it's it's this is why this is why I don't do it. No, so n- never mind that it seems like one of my my people always get hurt. It seems like my player selection strategy is never good. And it's pro- honestly like my player selection strategy was probably just too opinionated. Like if I didn't like um who do I not like who's someone I don't like right now? 
uh Deontay like, Johnson. <laughs> yeah, no, he's fine. I don't like him. No, it's it's gotta be someone like that's actually good though. Um, but like I don't like something about them. And now it's hard because running backs don't see well, it's right now, like the top eight running backs are all like actually hurt right now. Right. But let's say um let's just say it was like Saquon going into the year. And it's like, you know what? I I just don't like, you know, I don't really know. Um, he seems to get hurt like a lot. And it's like, I don't know about that giants offense. And then like, I wouldn't have taken him because of that. And it's like, that logic wasn't very good. Now that's not a good example. I'll t- like, so here's one like Zeke, like right. when Zeke was actually like when Zeke was good. So rewind like three years ago. Right. I would have looked at it like, okay, well he's coming off a, a year where he like led the league kind of in rushing. I'm like, I'm not going to take him. Um, and then it's like Pollard's there and it's like, he kind of is like good. Plus, it's like, I don't know if I really believe in Dak or the Cowboys. So I'm going to I'm gonna skip on Zeke. And he leads the league in rushing again with like fucking <laughs> four, 12, 13 touchdowns. It, it like, or yeah. Eckler. Right. I'm like, oh, well, how long can Eckler really keep up what he does? Like, I don't believe yeah. in Eckler. Like, he would he would have been a guy that I would skip over every single year. Austin Eckler. I did that Absolutely. last year. So yeah. last year in the family league. Oh, you big brain that one. I, know. I had the number one overall pick. <laughs> and I big brained it and was like, oh, I'm going to take Najee Harris. He sucks. He sucks. He is fucking terrible. The number one overall pick. It's like, oh, you're going to take Christian McCaffrey? No, Christian McCaffrey's been hurt. So in my defense, I got burned in the two years prior. So I think the year before in the family league, maybe I had Christian McCaffrey. That might've been my first year in the, in the family league, but um, I had Christian McCaffrey and that's what he was hurt for half the season. So then I traded him away and he came back like the last like four or five weeks and averaged like 21 points a game for the last like five weeks after I traded him away. Um, And then I had had him, maybe I had him in one of our leagues, like before we disbanded our, our fantasy and I had McCaffrey and he got hurt again. So I had had McCaffrey twice and both times I had him, he got hurt. So me looking at the number one overall pick being like, no, fuck Christian McCaffrey. Every time I take him, he's awful. He gets hurt. And I was like, Najee Harris, he's young. He's an Alabama running back. Um, he's got a rookie quarterback. Well, this again, this was last year. So they're going to pound the ball. You know, he doesn't have any competition. It's just him. Lo and behold, Jalen Warren is probably better than him now. He looks better than him. Yeah. But like at the time, I was like, you know what? Najee is the pick. Like he's the one, he's going to be the guy that everyone like kind of looks over and he ends up being like a, a top two, three running back in the league. Nope, you're retarded. Christian McCaffrey is a fucking stud. Doesn't get hurt at all last year. I think Austin Eckler ended as the RB1. I um, mean, McCaffrey might've been the RB two Najee Harris might've been like the fucking RB 12. Like, so yeah, technically he was an RB, like a, an RB one, right? Like as from starting perspective, cause I think they ranked them like one through 12 is the RB one 13 through 24 would be considered an RB two, right? You're, you're slot wise for people that aren't familiar with fantasy. Cause you have two, two running back positions typically. So, you know, I blew the number one overall pick on like the RB 12 of the year, like the lowest possible starting running back that you could have right before you get into like the second level running back. Um, 
yeah, so fuck fantasy. It's annoying. I hate it so much. There's literally nothing I can do to ever do anything right with it. I mean, granted, so last year in the family league, I GM'd the shit out of my team throughout the year. I ended up trading Najee for like James Connor and some, uh, maybe Brandon Ayuk. Um, and James Connor absolutely fucking lit it up at the end of the season. I made another trade that was, that worked out for me. And then I picked up some good free agents. Like I picked up a guy like two weeks before he like broke out. So I ended up making it to the finals. I lost to Nick. Well, technically we kind of split the pot because it came down to the bills, uh, oh, with the Eagles game. And they just canceled the game. And I had Jamar Chase <clears throat> on my team. Um, so I think we, we, I, I took the loss, but I think we split the money um, or something like that. So I did make it to the finals last year because, again, I had to GM the fucking hell out of my team throughout the season. But I don't know. I just, I can't, when it comes to the draft, like, I just can't do anything right. Again, like this year, I will say this year in the family league, I went Saquon, Nick Chubb, Jameer Gibbs. Those are my first three picks. I went running back, running back, running back. Um, now, obviously, Chubb is dead. Saquon is out for like probably three weeks. And now Jameer Gibbs looks like he's going to be the number one running back in Detroit because David Montgomery just fucked up his his knee, I think. And he told reporters like, yeah, I'm probably going to be out for a couple of weeks versus Dan Campbell was like, oh, no, I think he's fine. But so Gibbs should be fine. And know then the later, I would say, you know, the grossest part about losing Chubb and uh, Barkley, the options behind them are not good. Oh, yeah. Jerome yeah. Ford, maybe we'll see. Uh, I think it's more of the offensive line in Cleveland. Like, I don't well, think I Jerome say, that's Ford why... is a good running back. I think schematically it might work out okay. Yeah, but I think like you don't want Matt Breida. You can put Sony Michelle on on the Browns right now, and he's gonna fucking do well, right? Like their offensive line is absolutely fucking. And Stefanski, Stefanski came from what Minnesota? Minnesota, yeah. Who's that under? Kevin O'Connell. No, because wait, no, Stefanski was been there too long. Because Kevin O'Connell is only like his second year. Who? Who was the head coach then? They were good. Oh, shit. Who was it before Kevin O'Connell? Um, oh, let's see. Uh, I cannot think of who it was. I'm going to see it and be like, wow, what a fucking moron. And I got to think of who the, and then dub, like double back on who the OC actually was. Cause I think that's who was more important. Oh, Mike Zimmer. He was the head coach. So was, was Pat Shermer the OC? And then that, Pat Shermer went to the Giants and was a terrible, terrible coach. Yes, that's what happened there. Does that yeah. sound right? Yep. And then Stefanski took over. So Stefanski was the offensive coordinator under Mike were... under Mike Zimmer. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, like he had that offense rolling. You know, defense need not apply. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, schematically and then personnel-wise, I know they lost Jack Conklin. I don't know who's playing right tackle, but, you know, 
they should be able to effectively like that's the thing with the NFL that a lot of people like forget is like Nick Chubb is really, really, really good. He is. He but if that, I saw on if, a, they put that, up a graphic on the on the game last night of all time in NFL history. He has the third most yards per carry. Which is a testament to him, but it's also a testament to that somebody can block for him. Right. Because you put him in the Patriots backfield right now, and that's oh, yeah. not going to be the case. Right. That's true, too. So it's but, like one of those things. It's it's almost like the same thing as like, did you? so I assume you're trying to pick him up, right, Ford? Yeah, I put a waiver claim on him. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get him. Um, but it's like one of those things <laughs> like how bad does Jerome Ford have to really be like ability wise yeah, for him to not step in there and at least be serviceable. He doesn't have to be good. And he's right. m- like, he might be like a, like a two, like in that 13 to 24 range, but like he would have to be mentally challenged to not be a serviceable back and a serviceable right. back. So he's, he's going to get theoretically what 15 starts, no 14 starts. Cause they still, well, I well, just no, saw on Twitter 17 that they have Kareem, Kareem, Kareem there, Hunt yeah. might come back. <laughs> I mean, which was kind of a is. bummer because again, I thought I was going to big brain everyone and be able to pick up Pierre strong. Thinking that like, you know, but again, playing the game of like your one injury away from Pierre Strong being your running back. Yeah, but Pierre Strong's like, he's not like, I don't know what Jerome Ford is. I just assume he's next. Yeah. Pierre Strong ain't that kind of back. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Um. But yeah, anyway, so the, the point I was trying to make was like it's it's the same thing as like points that like point spread. So it's like if Nick Chubb is worth like half a point to the spread or 0.35 to the spread, then his replacement in fantasy is probably gonna be close because it's it because it, it I think it comes and this this is this was gonna be something I got to anyway. Kind of comes down to a little bit of like usage and situations. Now, this is where I've determined that I'm not going to go back to fantasy because there are people breaking down usage and routes and like, like, so running backs, it's like, well, how many snaps and how many routes and how many touches and what's right. the usage percentage? And like, there's just so many metrics that I'm like, if people who are winning fantasy are using all these things, I'm not willing to do that. Now I understand in a family league or a work league or like a friends league, people probably aren't doing that, but I can't sit here and be like, well, there are people who are pretty good at this and this is the shit they're looking at. I go, how can I not look at that and enter this league? So I'll just not enter the league. Right. Right. And people are like, oh, it's supposed to be for fun. It's like, I don't find it fun. It's not fun to me. Fantasy football <laughs> has never been fun. Yeah. And I don't know if I was in a shitty league for, I don't know if I was in a shitty league for too long, but no. No. I never won. The one year I won, I auto drafted. Like <laughs> all those years, all those years of drafting and getting magazines and crossing people out and 
figuring out who's good and going through camp and all this shit. The one year I won, I fucking won going away. I kicked the ever-living shit out of everybody. Auto-drafted team. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's not fun. It's luck. Yeah, you can fuck it up, but like, that's the thing is like, you can fuck up your team with bad GMing and bad drafting, but it's all about luck is who's going to win. Well, yeah, because my, so my Yahoo team, the one that I'm in with my buddy Neil and um, his friends, it's like, that was the team that after I drafted it, I was like, I kind of don't really love this team. I had like the seventh overall pick, which was funny because in every other draft, well, the, yeah, I think every other draft I had like the 10th or the 11th pick, whether it was a 10 man or a 12 man league. Um, this one I had seven. So I came away with Bijan Robinson, but my team is like on paper kind of lackluster, right? Like Tua is my quarterback, but Tua lit it up the, the at least in week one. I think he had a decent week two, um, but week one, he threw for like 400 yards or something. Uh, then it's like Chris Olave, Jordan Addison are my, my wide receivers because Deontay Johnson got hurt. Jordan Addison has come alive already. Chris Olave is a stud. Then I have Bijan Robinson and Joe Mixon. And it was like everyone kind of knew that Bijan was going to be a stud, but like no one really knew what Joe Mixon was going to be because he had like pending legal charges and like, is he getting old? Is can, can he, you know, do whatever? And now the Cincinnati offense looks like dog shit. But in the first two weeks, he put up 10 and 14 points. So that's fine from my second string running back, right? Because Bijan is my number one. Um, then Darren Waller is my tight end. And then like all my other guys are like Jahan Dotson, Tutu Atwell, Jalen Warren, Roshan Johnson, and Josh Reynolds. And like Josh Reynolds just had a fucking 24-point week. Roshan Johnson has made his way to the backup to Khalil Herbert, which some people are thinking like he might take over the top spot there. He's just a rookie. The, I don't I don't even know who this who the fuck this is. Roshan was um I think he was B. John Robinson's backup at Texas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um where is he now? Chicago? Chicago, yeah. But like Tutu Atwell gets like fucking 12 targets Never a game. Never would have drafted him. Never, he would have been, he would have been a guy and I would have looked at and go no chance. Yeah. <laughs> I go all he's going to be is fucking Kiki QT. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then like Jalen Warren looks better than Najee. So like I after the draft I was like, "Oh man, I don't kind of don't really love this team. Like I think Who, I kind of fucked that it up a little who's bit." Who's the other guy for the fucking Rams? Uh Puka uh, Puka Nakua. Oh, Puka 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 Nakua. I'm like Nuka 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 Pua. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, so the state fish of Hawaii is playing football for the Rams. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So they got fucking Tutu Atwell and fucking Puka Nakua running around. Yeah, (laughs) fuck Tutu and Puka. The fuck. I wouldn't have drafted either of those guys just out of principle. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, well, that was fucking stupid. Yeah. So apparently, I just need to do what I think is dumb. Right, like drafting Tua. I think I got Tua in like the eleventh round. 
And I was like, how has no one drafted Tua? Yep, I wouldn't have drafted Tua either. And everyone, because everyone's like, oh, you know, he's he's one hit away. And it's like, yeah, he's one hit away, but like everyone's one good, hit away. He's a good quarterback. Like when it comes to fantasy, at least he's a very good quarterback because he's throwing the ball to Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. All you have to do is hit them on like a eight yard slant and they'll take it for another yeah, 35 yards. <laughs> like you don't need to, you don't need to go crazy there. <clears throat> So, and that's the thing, right? Like that's fantasy football. So the team that I didn't really like after the draft is my best team right now. And it has guys that are like basically the only ones left that are standing because all my other leagues, my guys are hurt. Just like when you're picking bets, it's like the bet you like the most always is the one that makes me the most skeptical. Yeah. Like couldn't wait. To fade Colorado. Well, they were playing Nebraska. And I go, ah, shit, they're not playing Nebraska. They would have covered. Colorado covered. Or actually, I'm sorry, they did cover. It's not an issue. Yeah. Covered by a ton. Yeah. Um, couple of the NFLs. Like, I do have a better feel for NFL. So it's like I had some very strong opinions going into week one. And like one was like, I don't get, I don't get the Lions hype. Don't get that one bid. Nope, not at all. <laughs> well, they beat the fucking Chiefs outright. But then I said the same thing about. I hit that money line. I took the, the Lions. Right. I took the Lions money line. Um. Oh, fuck. There was another bet that was like, there ended up being four, and. Oh, so I got the ones I got wrong with the Lions and the Jets. I'm like, I don't see the Jets hype. Even with Aaron Rodgers, I go, I don't, I don't get it. Well, now we'll we'll never know if I was right or wrong about that, but they still won that game. Um, but then they were oh, the Commanders who they played the 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 Cardinals and like the entire fucking country was on the Washington. Commanders. Yeah, and I go, I don't get that one bit. Don't yeah. get it. Don't understand it. Understood. I get how bad Arizona is supposed to be, but like, this is still a fucking NFL football team, right? Right. And then there was there was another game like that, but yeah, usually it's like if you feel really really good about something, it's like oh boy, yeah, watch out. <laughs> it's usually not that easy. Yeah, usually a bad sign. Yeah, unless unless something like unless you have info that's not readily available. Right. Yeah, that's true too. But how often does that happen? <laughs> to most people, never ever. Yeah. Like at all. <laughs> yeah, like literally never. Yeah. Like the only reason I sometimes like sometimes I get info is because if I listen to like a certain podcast, like there's a guy that actually does have inside info and he actually does. Right. Right. So um yeah, that's that's that. That's fantasy. It's annoying. I hate it but I, I'll still play it every year because I'm a fucking moron. Four years clean. Do I get a <laughs> poker chip or something for that? <laughs> yeah, what do you get for four years clean there? I don't know. Uh, um, so in uh, in other news, I think I, I, I get something interesting that I think is pretty cool. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the rest of the world because it also is in France, right? And we know that like France is a bunch of fucking pussies. So let me let me just get to it and then we'll we'll kind of, you know, go from there. 
Um, so last week, um, France has banned plant-based meat from using meat words on their packaging. So like vegan steak is no longer allowed to be written on packaging in France. So like all of these like, um, you know, beyond meat burger, like you can't say it's a beyond meat burger. You have to say like, well, that's a weird one because the company's name is beyond meat. So I don't, truthfully, I don't know the logistics behind that. But what I do know is that um, they have new, they pass new laws that prevent, they call um, deceptive packaging, right? So like I said, you can't, you can't package something as a vegan steak or like vegan chicken, right? You can't say that anymore because it's not chicken. Like vegan chicken is not chicken, right? Like, so you can't, you can't have plant-based food be marketed and sold as meat. Which I fully support, right? Like I'm 100% behind that. I think that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, especially, like I said, coming from a country like France, I'm shocked. But I think that's a I think that's a huge win for common sense oh boy (laughs) no i i agree i agree with the move somehow i don't know how the fuck i agree with fucking anything france did yeah um yeah i mean it's it's one of those things where if it were a different industry it would be almost considered like cheap marketing or like misleading i think would be maybe the right word yeah but because it's like vegan shit everyone's like oh it's cool so it's like no it's not that would be like this is a honda rolls royce yeah but but like Like, actually being able to like market it that way yeah yeah like oh this is the the honda rolls royce it's like no it's a honda it's not a rolls royce Right. Like, I don't, I don't care that it says Rolls Royce on the fucking grill. It's a Honda. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what's what they're doing. Right. By saying things like vegan cheese. Right. Like, that's, it's not cheese. Yeah. I should eat cheese. Yeah. Or plant, like it's fucking plastic. Or plant, plant based butter. It's not butter. Right. So like all of those things are now no longer able to uh to be said. I like that. We should do that here. We won't. But like we won't. We won't. But people are losing their minds in France because they're like the climate people. Cause they're like, well, well, now, you know, now people are gonna find these less appealing. It's like, well, yeah. Well, if they find it less oh, appealing, then that means they're not very appealing. Done. Done deal. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's not fucking kind of... steak. That's the thing is like, like what, basically right. it's like, oh, um, people are going to find it less appealing. AKA we can't trick anybody into eating this shit. Right. Right. 
And they're like, oh, we need to save the climate. We need to do this. So we have, we have meat is bad. Remember, meat, meat and dairy is bad. So we need to have people not eat it. So if we can't call it meat and dairy, how are we supposed to be able to save the world? And it's like, it, it brings me, anyway. it brings me to a, another point that blows my mind with these people that if you're a vegan, right? And it doesn't matter whether you're a vegan because um, you're trying to save the world or you're trying to not support animal cruelty, or if you're just a vegan because you're a fucking weirdo, right? Because some people think that vegan, that you're that people, humans are supposed to be vegan. It's like, uh, no, that's not how that works. We, we evolved over tens of thousands of years as omnivores. We're supposed to eat both, right? We shouldn't eat just a carnivore diet. We shouldn't eat just a vegan diet. We should have a mix of both, right? But, but without getting too deep down that rabbit hole, my gripe with the vegan people, right? Like it, your whole shtick is that you don't eat animal products. Animal products are bad, right? Again, for whatever reason, this people chose to be vegan. Why then do you insist on eating something that looks like and is labeled as something that you don't theoretically like, right? Like if you think steak is bad, why do you want to eat a vegan steak? Because that makes no sense to me. If you're going to go around and tell people, like, you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I'm getting at? Like, these if, people if are you assholes. say, if you say that meat is bad, why do you need to make vegan meat options? You don't like meat. Just eat vegan shit. Just eat plants. Like, why do you need to take those plants and make it look like and taste like meat? What's the fucking point? It's like any allergy, like gluten free. It's like, oh wow, these are this is a gluten free cake, and it's like. My favorite is when they put the gluten-free sticker on meat. Like if you buy a package of chicken and it just says gluten-free, it's like, wow, this is where we are, huh? As a society. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like one of those things like, oh, well, I'm, I'm gluten-free, whether you're celiac or not. And it's like, but I, I can't not eat cookies and cakes. <laughs> well... Again, like as someone who will not tolerate lactose, until I found the Talenti uh, coffee <laughs> sorbetto, whatever, <laughs> I just didn't eat ice cream for a very long time. Yeah. And that's, I didn't eat dairy free ice cream because I can't eat the regular stuff. Like I just sat there and it's like, I can't eat ice cream. So on to something else. But yeah, it's like a weird, it's got to be like, I, I bet you like a psychologist that isn't an asshole, which if that even exists, I doubt it. But <laughs> yeah, good luck. They could like explain the idea behind like, you feel so strongly about something, yet you can't, like you're so strongly against something, but you can't just like give it all away, like entirely like you're still like hanging on to like a phony idea it's like oh well i don't eat meat 
but I have these great vegan meatballs that are like the same thing. And it's like, it's not the same thing. You told no. me doesn't have meat in it. Yeah. Can't be the same thing by yeah. definition. Cannot be. But like, again, why do you want to eat something that represent or, or replicates like I said, meat? When this you psychologist, like meat? the psychologist that isn't an asshole can probably point to some type of mental illness. <laughs> that, because like, there are, I'm sure people. there are some vegans right out there that like literally just eat plants, right? They don't, they don't fuck with like the Beyond Burger or like any of that shit or the vegan steaks. Like I'm sure there are plenty of vegans out there that think that's dumb. Right. And they just yeah. eat, they eat whatever. Yeah. And they supplement and with veg- like plant-based proteins and, and stuff like that. Like I'm sure those people exist, but for the people that are like, Oh, I'm vegan, but I'm going to get a double, a double beyond meat burger from McDonald's. Like what? It's the same. Make it's, any fucking yeah, sense. It's it's again. There's got to be. Well, I have I'm to gonna, go I to. Keep, I have to be able to go to McDonald's. So yeah, now I, I, like, I can have the Beyond Burger. That's the thing. Is like what what is McDonald's like hamburgers? Yeah. Oh well, I'm vegan and I I must go to McDonald's. It's like, no, you must go to a farm or some shit. Yeah. You go must go to the produce can. department. <laughs> like, and that's I think that's like some of where again it's. It's got to be, I know, I know meant, I know it's like, it's almost like rude to people with like real diagnosable mental illness. It's got to be like a low grade mental illness. Yeah. That feeling that you like have to continue the facade, even though you're swearing off it in a way. Yeah. Is it like a form of cognitive dissonance? you are talking the wrong dude that's why i said we need to fucking find a psychologist that's not an asshole yeah i feel like it 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 may (laughs) fall under the the cognitive dissonance umbrella where it's like you know this isn't meat you're against meat but you want to eat something that resembles still resembles it yeah yeah imposter syndrome yeah. <laughs> let's just keep let's just keep throwing out random terms because they even go far like i don't know i forget i don't know whether it's beyond or whether it's impossible but one of those two companies has gone as far as like including like heme iron in their their plant-based burger <laughs> so that when you cook it there's like red juice that comes out that looks like the red juice out of a meat patty and it's like why what are we doing like what is the purpose behind that and for those people that are like cuz i know some people right cuz there's there's always a bunch of fucking dum dums around there's some people that are like well it's healthier for you so if i'm going to go to mcdonald's instead of getting a a double cheeseburger i'll get a double impossible burger and it's I bet like you if we look at it i bet well, you it's not it's not it's not because that impossible burger is created by using chemicals like there's one ingredient in that hamburger albeit i know it's frozen and fucking it, it, there's maybe some other added preservatives and ingredients because it's mcdonald's but like if so let's take mcdonald's out of the equation if you go to like a regular you go to a, a grocery store right and you buy uh a patty a pre-made pat burger patty there's one ingredient in that burger patty it's ground beef right like that's it it's ground beef 
when you go and buy an impossible burger or beyond burger, there's like a million fucking ingredients in there. And it's all a bunch of shit that like you probably can't pronounce. It's like, well, no, it's healthy. It's good for you. No, you're retarded. <clears throat> you know what? Keep eating them. And come to me when you're surprised that you get fucking colon cancer. Oh, it's the Whopper. I couldn't find like I couldn't find it. Oh, the Impossible Whopper. Or something. It's the Whopper. Can I get? Is that the one they put heme iron in? I don't know. What about? Oh Jesus Christ, that's so bad. Um, how do I Burger King nutrition? Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you right now off the top of my head, like I don't think these are going to be much better at all. And the other thing too is it's like so chemicals, yes, blah blah blah. Like I was going to kind of look at it from just <clears throat> um, like just calories. Impossible Whopper six thirty, Whopper six seventy. It's actually not that bad. All right, I got um, I got the ingredient list in a Beyond Meat patty. You ready for this? So again, for those people that don't know, the uh, the ingredients are listed by like the percentage. So like the first thing listed on your ingredient label is the most percentage there and then it's uh on a descending order from from there on so the ingredients on the beyond meat burger water is the number one ingredient then it's pea protein expeller pressed canola oil refined coconut oil rice protein natural flavors dried yeast cocoa butter methyl cellulose Potato starch, salt, potassium chloride, beet juice color, apple extract, pomegranate concentrate, sunflower lecithin, vinegar, lemon juice concentrate, zinc sulfate, niacinamide, pyridoxine hydrochloride, cyanocobalamin, and calcium pantothenate. That's the ingredient list. And all that saves you 40 calories. <laughs> yep. Pretty good. Yeah, but it's good for you. Yep. Sounds great for you, actually. Yeah. There was one of them, maybe it's the Impossible Burger that has like some some sketchy fucking ingredients. Um, I don't know, I can't find that ingredient list. Oh, it is the, so the Impossible Burger is the one that puts heme in their burger to make it look like it has the red, uh, red juice coming out. Uh. So, uh, I mean, I guess good on France, right? 
for actually doing this. I'll give France credit. Yeah. Like something. Yeah. I mean, like, that's why I said, like, I'm, I'm curious to see, um, you know, what the, if any, if there are uh, reverberations for the rest of the world around this kind of stuff. But Probably like you said, either. I think it's telling that there's like the climate people that are like, oh, well, we need to do it. And if people don't see this, then how are they going to know to do it or whatever? It's your, to your point, like I said, well, then you're just tricking people into eating this because it sucks. <laughs> yeah. If the yeah. only reason someone's going to buy it is because it says vegan steak. And now it has to say like vegan. I don't even know what you would call it. <laughs> vegan <you> loaf. <laughs> yeah. Vegan loaf. If you can't call it steak, like then no, then your product sucks basically. Right. So. That's uh, that's fun. So um, let's see what else we got here. Um, oh, this one I'm going to have to look up uh, on my phone because my computer is way too slow. Um, so Jan Wenner? Jan Venner? I don't know how to pronounce his last name, um, but he is the founder of Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, Jan Winner was just kicked out of the or kicked off the board of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, because there were comments that he made that were deemed racist and sexist. So let me see if I can find. Who is this person? Uh, the creator of Rolling Stone magazine. Okay. The creator. Yeah. So, <clears throat> okay. So this is what happened. So before we get into like this actual story, um, I've listened to, a podcast, the Joe Rogan podcast where Jan Wenner was on it and Joe Rogan's pretty liberal. Like he's, he's relatively left leaning. He's like a common sense left, left leaning person. Um, and Jan Wenner was on his show and they just went at it. Like Jan was like a very far left thinker to the point where like Joe was getting kind of like combative during their podcast um, just about some of the things that he was saying and, and it was just ignorance, right? Like, I forget what he said. He just like made some claim about something. And Joe was like, no, that's not true. Like let's, and he like looked, he had Jamie look it up and it like came out and he was like, look, like these, this is it. This is the evidence. Like, where did you get this other thing? Which was like kind of fucked up because Jan Wenner, again, he's the founder of a magazine where you know, it's journalists that are writing articles and shit. You would think that someone like that would like have their facts straight, but he clearly didn't. Um, so again, Jan Winner, very, very left-leaning to the point of like ignorance. So recently he wrote a book called The Masters. 
And in his book, he interviewed musicians uh, of the following or the following musicians, Bob Dylan, Jerry Garcia, Mick Jagger, John Lennon, Bruce Springsteen, Pete Townsend, and Bono. (laughs) One of those things is not like the other, right? It's fucking Bono. But either way, um, Bob Dylan, Jerry Garcia, Mick Jagger, John Lennon, Bruce Springsteen, Pete Townsend, and Bono. I'll say, isn't all of them alive except one? Um, Two. I think Jerry Garcia is dead. Okay. Um, So yeah, John Lennon and uh, Jerry Garcia, I think, are dead. Everyone else is alive. Um, So what do all of those musicians have in common? Well, since you prefaced it, I'll just throw it out that they are all, in fact, white, I believe. Yes, they are all, in fact, white males. So he was questioned as to why he didn't interview any women or black people. And Wenner, again, keep in mind, who is a very far left-leaning individual, responded that it's not that they're inarticulate, although go have a deep conversation with Grace Slick or Janis Joplin. Please be my guest. You know, Joni Mitchell was not a philosopher of rock and roll. She didn't, in my mind, meet that test. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of probably not a good look, right? But Well, that answer is also incoherent nonsense because it didn't, like, it. he goes, well, his answer was, well, it's not that there, whatever, and then just gave examples of right. that. Right. And then, yeah, good, good, good answer, dude. And then he goes of black artists, you know, Stevie Wonder is a genius, right? I suppose when you were use a word as broad as masters, the fault is using that word. Maybe Marvin Gaye or Curtis Mayfield. I mean, they just didn't articulate at that level. So when he says articulate, does he mean like. intelligence in the in that word that sense or am i i don't know it's just a weird word to use yeah it's very weird it's It's very weird what is that like how does that how does that fit i don't know i don't get that and now he came out and said or during this interview where he got all these questions he said here's another quote from him Just from uh, a public relations sake, maybe I should have gone and just found one black man and one woman artist to include here that didn't measure up to the same historical standard just to avert this kind of criticism. So again, you have this guy who is very far left leaning that like people are attacking him for a book that he wrote about the best musicians in his mind that he's met with, right? So like, again, Jerry Garcia and John Lennon have been dead for decades. So I would imagine that his interviews with them and whatever articles he wrote about them were from decades ago, right? Like maybe when he ta- when he wrote something on Mick Jagger, maybe he didn't just talk to Mick Jagger last week, right? Like there's there's all of these you know people throughout history and and then you know obviously the ones that I highlighted at the top, all of them um 
it's just still so weird that Bono is part of it, but whatever. Um, all white males, but like he is now saying, well, maybe I just should have interviewed a black person and a woman and put them in my book so that people wouldn't do this to me. It's like a book on, it's basically his opinion, right? It's if you ask someone who are the best musicians of all time, right? And it just so happens that this guy co-founded a magazine that was all about rock and roll. The Rolling Stone magazine. Which, as of more recently, it's become politicized. But, you know, until 2007, maybe 2010, it was like a music magazine, right? It was journalism about musicians. And you just ask this guy, who are the best musicians, basically? Because he wrote a book about it. And you're giving him grief because the people in in his opinion of the best musicians that he, he spoke to, right? Like maybe he thinks Jimi Hendrix is one of the best musicians of all time, but maybe he didn't get a chance to talk to Jimi Hendrix because Jimi Hendrix died when he was 27, right? Like maybe Rolling Stone wasn't founded until after Jimi Hendrix died. I have no idea. Yeah, I, so I guess you almost, you, you almost got a twofold issue here. Uh, one, this guy is a fucking dumbass. Yes. Because his answers suck. Yes. Because he could have absolutely answered the questions in a very non-confrontational, non-controversial way. He could have been said, hey, you know, I was commissioned to pick, you know, who do I think was a true master of rock and roll? And this is who I picked. And you're like, yeah, you don't have to agree. <clears throat> or, or yeah, it's like, you know what? Hey, you know, I was limited to who I interviewed when they were active or whatever. You know, would I have loved to have interviewed Jimi Hendrix? Yep. Just couldn't do it. Now, whether he believes it or not, who gives a shit? It sounds right. 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 Um, but then again, it's it's the same stupid ass line of questioning. So I don't I I saw some on Instagram. I don't know what show, I don't know what movie, I don't know who these people were. I don't know anything. I do know that there was going to be something with an all Danish cast. The whole oh, yeah. cast was going to be Yeah, Danish. this was great. This was Mads Mikkelsen who was um uh Lashif. Yes. In, in- James Bond. And allow me to paraphrase, but when they were like, it's an all Danish cast, it doesn't really leave too much to the imagination here. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was great. I saw that video. Someone asked Mads Mikkelsen during like a panel discussion about the movie. They were on a press tour for the movie. And they're like, well, I noticed that there's not a lot of uh, diversity in the cast here. And he, he goes, whoa, 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 stop right there. He goes, stop. We're not doing this. He was like, the movie takes place in 1750 in in Sweden or wherever the fuck. He goes, what do you think the diversity was in 1750 Sweden? He goes, we're not doing this. We're not. He goes, I know what you're doing. I know what you're trying to bait me into. He goes, we're not having this discussion. And he goes, next question. <laughs> yeah. And it was great. It was a fucking fantastic response. And I love Mads Michelson even more. Who more recently, if anyone doesn't know him as Lashif, um, he was the 
stand-in as Gellert Grindelwald in the uh, Harry Potter Fantastic Beast spinoff when they uh, they had to kick Johnny Depp to the curb because of his legal troubles, which ended up being dismissed anyway. So big whoopsie there uh, on Warner Brothers, I think, that owns them from kicking Johnny Depp off the movie and bringing in Mads Mikkelsen. But I mean, I do like him as an actor. I think he's great. He's in a bunch of other stuff too. Yeah, you may as well have been speaking fucking Elvish to me. <laughs> Whatever the fuck you just said. You know some Harry Potter. You don't know the 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 prequel stuff though, right? You haven't seen no. those. No. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's actually almost like so that yeah. So again, the guy with the go to like kind of wrap it up, going back to the Rolling Stone. That guy's just a dumbass. Like he doesn't know how to fucking answer the question. Yeah. You could have answered the question and it could have been done with. But nope. Had to spout off like a fucking idiot. So yeah. I actually think that any criticism that now comes to him, he has earned because he can't answer interview questions. So is it right, wrong, or indifferent? No. If he wants to make a list of masters, it should be who he thinks of the masters. And if he has the platform as like Rolling Stone founder, then you get what you get with him. Right. Now, if you want to get someone that's going to give you uh, all like black musicians, well, find someone who specializes in black music history. They'll give you what you want. Right. Just find the right person. But yeah, I think like he, so whatever criticism comes to him, whether it's fair or unfair, he should be, he should have to deal with because he can't fucking talk himself out of it. That's on, <laughs> that, that part's on him. So let's see. Rolling Stone magazine was their first issue came out in November of 1967. So I don't know if Jimi Hendrix was alive then or not. Uh, when was Woodstock? 69? 69. Yeah, so yeah, Hendrix died alive. in 70, 1970. So, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? He's a fucking... Not, not me. Yeah. Um, you want to start wrapping this up? We can wrap this up. All right. What do you got? Um... So I was looking at uh, some Pebble Beach real estate the other day. <laughs> and by looking, I mean, it popped up on my Instagram. So it was an old listing. And uh, the house is actually, it's been photographed fairly well because it's directly behind the 11th green and 12th T. Um, it's like, You would need to be looking for it to like recognize, like you're not going to recognize the house, like no one that that's insane. Yeah. But it's a fairly, it's a house that's seen fairly common or it's seen a lot of coverage because it's right by the 11th green. It comes back up the hill uh, from 10 and it is like right fucking there. Like there is nothing blocking it from the golf course. And, uh, all it would take to own that house is a cool $31 million. Holy shit. 31 
million dollars. I was going to guess 21. And that would be 10 million too short. So I could look up what it actually sold for, but that's what it was listed for earlier in the year. Um wow. And I mean it's right there and it's like nice and whatever, but like holy shit, 31 million. And it's actually Isn't it funny. funny? No, well, guys. I was just gonna say because Michaela looked it up and I don't know if it's still active. It might have got sold or pulled, whatever. It's like it's funny because like there are houses available. Like there, like there's there's a sum of houses. It's not like you can't get one, but it's like right. it is fucking stupid. Yeah. What it costs to have a house there. It's a, it's actually it is so fucking expensive. Cause one of Michaela's questions, she goes, like, where do people like go to the grocery store? Like, where yeah. Like, do they go to school? Like, what? what is this? But it's like, these houses are so fucking expensive that the only people that can afford them, it's their second, third, fourth, fifth house, whatever right. it is. It's their vacation house. It's the only, like, the only people that can afford it don't yeah. live there. Like, never, they're never there. Right, right. <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> it's like the, it's like one of the most ass backwards things that you can think of. Yeah. It's like, oh, what a beautiful place and what a great area. And the weather's generally pretty good. It's a little shitty in the winter, but whatever. And it's like, wow, such a nice house and like proximity to this, whatever. And it's like, yeah, never there. Yeah. Yeah, I use it maybe five times a year. Like, <laughs> isn't it funny how um, houses are like the opposite with super expensive houses versus like a regular house? So like right now a house that gets listed for like 350, like $350,000 might sell for like 475, right? It could sell for like $125,000 over asking. Yeah, but when which you is get like these a like 35% right. More. But when you get these like mega mansions that get listed for like $50 million or $30 million, they might sell like the 50 million might sell for like 42. And like yeah. the 30 million might sell for like 26, but it's, it's hilarious that like regular houses sell for, you know, like you said, 30 to 40% more, but the like mega houses sell for like 10 to 15% less. Well, that's because the, and again, going back to like some of the, like the points you're trying to make, like these cheap houses, those are homes. Like those are people's homes yeah. and primary residences. Like people fucking need that. Yeah. These fucking other things, they may yeah. as well just be like a fucking coin or some shit. Like, yeah. like that's the thing is like, I know, I think it was like the son's owner. He already has a place there, bought another one, leveled the fucking house. Like yeah. it may have been a $20 million purchase just to level the house. Yeah. Like, dude, we are not talking. We're almost not talking reality. Yeah. That's or a reality true. that you and I and no one listening to this. I bet you there's not one person here who knows someone that could even be in the same conversation or same like fucking galaxy as like what we're talking about. Yeah. It is a very, very, very specific type of like person that can do this shit. Yeah. Spend $30 million on a house. And again, like I said, it ain't their primary residence. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) if you own a 30 million dollar house that means you own at least 10 million in other houses (laughs) right yeah stupid 
That's insane. <laughs> and it, you and I guarantee, like somewhere in like the seventeen mile drive, like within the gates of the seventeen mile drive, someone bought a house for like fucking fifty k in like nineteen sixty two. And like that was and like that was a shitload of money back then, or it probably was a shitload of money. Like that was probably an expensive house. Yeah, maybe I need to go like a few years back, but I don't know. Whatever, figure it out. And like they've just like sat like the family's just like sat on it and like kept it. And it's like it might be nice and they might do okay, but it's nothing like these fucking mansions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we've been living here since the sixties. <laughs> like, oh, what do you do? It's like oh, I'm a retired teacher. It's like, <laughs> what do you do? I own multiple sports teams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's wild. Shit like that is wild. But you it's do like, get that. It's like that a stuff. bit. It's a. It's a bit. It's it. Like if you really sit down and think about it, it's fucking cuckoo. Like, take the richest person that you personally know right now, and like, think about that person. Yeah, it's it's a lot to fathom, right? Because like, not that I know someone that makes this much, but like, just to imagine someone makes ten million dollars a year, right? That is a fuck ton of money to make $10 million a year. And that person can't afford that person can't afford a $30 million house. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. <laughs> That's wild. You make $10 million a year and you cannot afford a 30 million. Yeah, like we're house. talking Michael Jordan who makes what 700 K a day. Was that what the number was? Is that what yeah, Nico I sent so. us? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. 700 K a day from Nike. Yeah. Yeah, just from Nike. Someone who someone who makes a lot of money in Massachusetts, but like just, they're a regular person, but they would they they make a lot of money. They don't make seven hundred k in five. They make it in five years, we'll say, just yeah. to like throw a number out there, because that's like just under that's like one fifty a year ish, yeah, and a little less. And like that person, that person does well. He makes yeah. it in one day, every day, <laughs> one day, every day. <laughs> That's insane. That's what I mean. Like there's levels, right? Like there's, there's rich. And then there's like, if I really had a week, of, if I had a week of his passive income, I, 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 I could almost retire. Yeah. But then, cause that's what even more. Right. Like there's that's always, it's like that saying, there's million? always a bigger fish, right? Like the, what's it from star Wars? There's always a bigger fish. Like you look at, again, use my example of someone that makes $10 million a year. That's a lot of money. They can't afford that. Then you have someone like uh, Michael Jordan that makes however much he makes in a year. He's a billionaire, right? He's he's worth like a billion dollars. But then you have someone like, you know, uh, uh, Larry Ellison, right? The The CEO of Oracle that's probably worth like, $10 billion, right? Like and he probably this, looks then, at Michael and, Jordan and laughs. And then you have Elon Musk, who's worth, what is he, like $150 billion or I something like that? But I was going to say, there's probably some Chinese businessman that's worth like, got to be some guy the out Saudi there. Saudi royal family. There's rumors that the oh, Saudi yeah. royal family has a trillion dollars. Yeah. 
So that's if what not, I mean. If, like, if not multiple, there's always a bigger fish. Like you just, when you think you can fathom how much money someone has, there's someone else that has way fucking more, right? Like there is, there's fucking levels to this shit. Let me see what Elon Musk net worth is. $262 billion. Jesus Christ. That is so much fucking money. So he can look at Michael Jordan and be like, fuck you, you fucking pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Like Tiger, Tiger Woods is had you know he's, he's small a, fish. He, he's a billionaire. He's a small fish in the billionaire small world. Small fish. Two hundred and sixty-two billion dollars. Elon Musk. And then again, if you look at this, the Saudi royal family that has a trillion dollars, a trillion dollars, that would be Elon Musk times four. That's fucking insane. That's complete insanity. But yeah. Oh, I make $150,000 a year. I do great. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> I mean, not to knock someone that makes $150,000 a year. That's way more than no, I Well, that's make, why, like right? I said like, earlier, I, go, cool. so they, I, I go, be, go, I would be thrilled to make yeah, that. That's why I said earlier, I go, that person makes a, that person makes a lot of money. It's like, yeah. they that yeah. is that is pretty good. Right. But like, like someone I would, that makes I would, I would, grand, I would take that tomorrow. You're not rich, right? Like you might be, like you might be a little bit wealthy, like you might be richer than average, right? But you're not rich. <laughs> like I wouldn't call someone that makes $150,000 a year rich. No, especially if they're like working for somebody. No way. Cause that, yeah. that could be done tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, like if you just have like a like a like a decent job that pays 150, it's like listen, you do good. And again, sign me up for the 150, but yeah, yeah, you again, that's good. But yeah. Again, the the big thing for me too is it's like if you don't own it or like say you own your own accounting practice and you made like 150, it's like you're going to be a lot richer than someone who works for like a software company making 150 because you own that shit. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll be putting off my, uh, Pebble beach real estate purchase <laughs> for a few years. Yeah. Just a couple of years. Yeah. Just a few. Yeah. Yeah. Start saving now. I guess I'll go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, all right. Well, my final thought, uh, will be relatively brief, but so <clears throat> Amy and I have been obviously doing a lot of, uh, watching of TV, right? So it's kind of all we do at this point is hang around with the baby and wait for it to tell us that it needs to eat or shit or whatever. Um, and then we do as it commands, <laughs> we either feed it or change the diaper. You know what I mean? It's like the, the child runs the house already. He's he's fucking two weeks old, and he is already in in command of everything. I could uh, get a job yet, or what? <laughs> no, no, he's a freeloading Canadian. Jesus Christ. Um. So in my travels, I watched the new Shane Gillis stand up special on Netflix. Uh, it's called Beautiful Dogs, and it is absolutely fucking hilarious. In a climate where 
people are very sensitive to things of what you can and can't say. He gives zero fucks. I think he said the word retarded like 15 times or something like that. Like he also was using, he was like calling people gay being like, that's gay. Don't be a fucking queer. Like he, it was, it was hilarious to just see someone have a Netflix special. Right. And like really not give any fucks and like not censor himself. And I like Shane Gillis. I've followed Shane Gillis for a few years now. Um, He's become a friend of Joe Rogan and has been on the Joe Rogan podcast over the years, which is how I got to know who he was. Uh, he has his own podcast where he does like history stuff, but he's a comedian and he's a booze bag. So like in a way, it's kind of like drunk history. <laughs> um, but I highly, highly recommend Shane Gillis, uh, his new stand-up special on Netflix called Beautiful Dogs. He also does a Donald Trump impersonation that if you close your eyes, you think it's Trump. Like it is 1000% spot on and it is absolutely like piss your pants funny. So he, there's no holds barred. He goes after like, he goes after autistic people. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's pretty fucking funny. Uh, but he puts a spin on it too. Well, I'm not going to spoil anything, but like he puts a spin on it where he almost, it almost like allows him to tell the stories. And it's pretty, it's, it's pretty fucking good. Like I said, I highly recommend it. So go check it out on Netflix. Uh, Shane Gillis, beautiful dogs there. So uh, that is going to do it for us. Uh, so thank you all for watching. <clears throat> if you're on YouTube, don't forget to click subscribe up top. Uh, hit the hit the like button down below. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, subscribe if you're an audio only listener too. Uh, if you happen to be using Spotify or Apple, uh, you can leave us a review over there. So go do that, please and thank you. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, tell everybody you know about the show. Uh, help spread the word and get more viewers out there so we can get some other you know sponsors and perks and who the fuck knows uh we're big in bangladesh i think it might have been one person that just subscribed to the show but we got like over a hundred downloads in bangladesh like over the last like week or something uh so shout out to the homie in bangladesh is that enough to buy my pebble beach mansion <laughs> yeah not quite not yet fuck. so the see this is what we have to do if if you guys keep telling enough people about the show, we can get some like legitimate sponsors and then we can make enough money where we can buy a Pebble Beach house. And then, you know, you guys can come hang out there. I can say that because we're never going yeah, to gonna have, have it. <laughs> but but I'll say it. If you do, if you guys do your part and we can buy a Pebble Beach house, you're welcome. You're all more than welcome. <laughs> um. So yeah, you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod or on Twitter at Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Facebook page is Sarcasm Speaks. Website, SarcasmSpeaks.com. You go to our merch store, buy some merch. Uh, you can also <clears throat> go to MyBookie.com and use the promo code SarcasmPod when you sign up to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks, as well as NoonBrew.com. Uh, you go over there. Uh, use the promo code in the show notes, and that will get you 10% off your order every single time you check out. 
And then lastly, we have the ice pod. Um, if you go to the ice pod, or I think it's the podcompany.com or .co maybe, I don't fucking know. Just Google it. It'll figure it out. Uh, and use the promo code again below. Uh, you will get $10 off your purchase and free shipping over there. So uh, that is going to do it for us. Until next time, good night, everybody. <laughs>